Welcome to the Grit and Wit podcast, a show for ambitious female business owners that want to grow irresistible brands. If you're running a business and juggling family commitments and often your sanity, well, you're in the right place. I'm Liz from Elevate and I'm your host. I'll be chatting with inspiring guests who are sharing their stories and practical advice to help you navigate the highs and lows of building a business with grit and wit. Hello and welcome to today's episode. It's great to have you here. It's just me today, no interview. I'm just here with my microphone and my laptop and I'm going to chat to you about how to create a vision for your business, your brand. This is something that is really, really close to my heart and it's something that I cover with all my clients. So I thought it'd be useful to discuss the different questions that you can ask yourself when you're either at the beginning of a business journey where you've got an idea and you want to start something new or perhaps you're further down the line and maybe you want to create a pivot in your business and you're thinking about changing things up. Perhaps things need to shake up anyway because you're not actually generating the income or the clients that you're after. Whatever it is, We're going to talk now about how to do that and what the vision is. And then I'm going to prompt you with some questions and discuss those in detail. So first of all, what is a vision? Well, for me, a vision in your business is really a goal. So it's a direction and it's a sense of purpose. So it's really thinking about where you want to get to and what you're trying to build and then why, and then working back from that. So before we get started with any visuals, which is something that a lot of people do is they they decide to start a business and understandably they think, right, I need a website, I need a logo, I need all this, these different bits and pieces. And this vision part often gets overlooked. Perhaps you've got a kind of vague understanding of what you're trying to achieve, but actually not enough time has been spent here. And sometimes we get the logo and stuff done and then six months later have to get everything redone when we realise that actually none of it fits with the business that we're actually trying to create. So I'm going to try and save you that headache and that expense and we're going to try and work out your vision up front and really explore what makes your brand so brilliant. So really this for me is about potential. So it's not about where you are now. So you might be at the beginning of the journey or you might be further along but it's actually about thinking about what your business could be capable of. So what you could create in time. And you probably don't have some of the skills that you need right now, and that's fine. You can learn those along the way, but it's about thinking about what the next level is, how you can really elevate your business. So it could be that you want to offer a whole heap of different things in time, such as workshops, online courses. You may have heard of the elusive and wonderful passive income stream. You might want to collaborate with certain people. You might have a business that you want to grow internationally, or perhaps you want to be able to give back to your local community. Maybe you want to mentor somebody or, you know, pass on your skills. Perhaps you'd like to run some workshops or hire premises or maybe buy in more stock. Whatever those things are that you have in the back of your mind, your kind of someday thoughts, let's harness them and let's create a really strong vision for your business. And so it's important to know that your vision is all about the future. So this is where you're trying to get to. It's this kind of big, scary goal. And often people don't really think and dream big enough on their vision. And we, we're we all familiar with those people in the world that are those big visionaries, people like Steve Jobs, people that had an idea and had a plan and 
decided just to go for it. They had a vision of where they wanted to take something and they just put all their energy into that. And it's really about where you want to get to, probably in the next three to five years. It's getting really clear on what you want. The difference between a vision and a mission, and lots of people get confused with this, I know I did for a while, is that your mission in your business is really about the now. So your vision is about the future and your mission is about the now. And your mission is about knowing why you exist. It's those things that you always come back to. It's the values in the business. It's the kind of core that runs through everything that you do. So it's about why you do things a certain way. It's about the kind of ethics of the business. It's about what you're setting out to do. And your vision is very much about where you're setting out to get to. So your mission is about what you do day to day. It's about the now. Your vision is about where you're striving to get to. And it's about the future. Now, I've mentioned Steve Jobs, but of course, I couldn't talk about vision without talking about Walt Disney. And some of my favorite quotes come from Walt Disney. Here was a man who had this enormous vision of what he wanted to create. And he just took action and more action and more action. One of my favorite quotes is, if you can dream it, you can do it. Always remember that this whole thing was started by a mouse. And Disney's current vision statement is to be one of the world's leading producers and providers of entertainment and information. So the world's leading. So they're not beating around the bush here. They are saying exactly where they're aiming for. And I think we probably all agree they're already a world leader. But it just means that everybody in their business has something, a signpost to where they're going and where they want to stay. So whilst we're not all probably creating another Disney, although obviously it'd be lovely to, <laughs> it's really, really helpful for us to have this vision. In fact, I would say it's, it's imperative that we have a vision so that we know which way we're driving our business and we know where we're trying to get to. We need to start thinking big. We need to look beyond the obvious, right? We need to think about what you possibly could create. And we're going to start with these six key questions. Now, you might want to note these down. The first question is, what would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? And the second question is, how big do I want my business to become? The third question is, what do I want to be known for specifically? The fourth question, who do I want to work with or collaborate with? The fifth question, what does an ideal working week or month look like for me? And the sixth question is, what does success look like to you? So we're going to go through these one by one, and I'm going to give you some of my thoughts and some of the thoughts I share with my clients um, when we set about building or rebranding a business. What would I do if I knew I couldn't fail? Now, this is a, a difficult question to answer and one that you often have to sit with for a little while. But here we're really talking about tackling some of those big, scary dreams. So those things that you've thought to yourself, well, one day I'd like to write a book or I'm going to start a podcast or even something like perhaps I'm going to get to grips with Instagram and up my photography game. Whatever those things are, there are probably a heap of different things that you have in your mind that you would do if you knew you couldn't fail. Well, 
what happens? <laughs> Often these things get pushed down the priority list, don't they? We get swept along with other people's goals, their timeframes and their demands. Certainly if we're in a, in a job that's like full-time employment, it's very easy to find that your own personal goals and kind of ambition falls down the list of priorities when we're juggling a job and families and perhaps aging parents and that kind of thing. So first of all, I encourage you to really know the season of life you're in. And I talk about this quite a lot. There are different seasons. You have different seasons in your business. You have different seasons in terms of branding and you have different seasons of your life. And just knowing which season you're in, I think really helps. So if you've got babies or a baby, a new baby, you're in the newborn phase. You're in the trying to keep your head above water, trying to get some sleep, you're kind of firefighting, hopefully slightly enjoying it, <laughs> maybe a bit overwhelmed. You know, that's the season of life you're in. You're in the newborn phase. Or if you've got toddlers, you know, you're in the running around, making sure they don't die phase. And if you've got kids that are at school, well, there's still a bit of both of those other phases in there, making sure they don't die and probably being a bit overwhelmed. But you do have your school days typically, and you might well be working and be back at work now and working full time. So you're in a juggle phase, most likely. If you have aging parents or you don't have children, you know, you're, you'll be in a different phase. We have all these different phases of our life. So just knowing where we are and then having an idea of how much time we actually have is really useful because we're not setting ourselves up to fail here. We're certainly not wanting to create a big sort of scary dream idea and then look back and think, oh, that was that was a waste of time because I'm never going to get there and beat ourselves up. That's not what this is about. So when life gets in the way, when we're busy, we basically end up working to other people's schedules, don't we? And it means that we are sort of kept playing small. And often it's to do with our time or lack of or perception of lack of time. It's also sometimes because actually change isn't comfortable. And to make a big change in your life, whether that's leaving full-time employment, returning to work, whatever it is, those big changes can sometimes feel really uncomfortable. And if you've been doing something the same way in your business for a long time, that can also feel really uncomfortable to make the leap and make the decision to make a change. It's the fear that comes up. So it could be that you're worried about making an investment in yourself or you're worried about investing in your business that you may not make that money back. It might be that you're worried about sounding too ambitious and a bit arrogant. Really, it's the fear that keeps us safe, doesn't it? It stops us from wanting to look stupid and it makes us worry about what, the, what other people might think. Well, to that, I think, really screw it. What is the worst that can happen? What is the worst that could happen? I mean, really, let's think about it. If you have a job and you decide that you want to pursue your kind of side hustle or something that you've been itching to do for ages, you maybe want to write a book. What's the worst that can happen? Well, you could fail miserably at that in your in your own mind. It's a perception of failure, but you could fail miserably and you could have to go back to getting a regular job. Well, then you're not really any worse off than you are now if you're in a job that you hate, are you? So let's think about the worst case scenario. And then that helps really, I think, with alleviating some of the fear. Now, I also find with clients that tech can create a lot of fear. And 
it's the thing that always comes up that keeps people stuck. So if somebody decides they want to start a podcast like I have, it's often the fear of the technology and not knowing what to do in what order that keeps you stuck where you are. And instead of making those small incremental changes and taking the next step, we can end up just being rooted to the spot, not knowing what to do. And I totally understand that. And tech can be really quite overwhelming, but there's always somebody who's trodden that path before you. There's always somebody who's created a podcast and can tell you how to do it. There's always an online course that you can go on. There's always somebody who you can ask. So what are the things that your brain is telling you that you can't do? And what are the reasons that you can't do something? Now, if you couldn't fail, what would you love to do? Seriously, like what lights you up? What is your passion? Now, passion, I do feel is a a slightly overrated, overused word nowadays. But actually, you know, you do have to be quite passionate about something to pursue it as a as a career and as a as a business. So if you run a business or you'd like to, where is the intersection between what you love, what you love to do, what you're good at and actually what the world needs? So. If other people are doing the same thing in a similar field, that's a good thing. Often that can have us stuck because often we think to ourselves, oh, well, there's no point me doing it because so-and-so and so-and-so is doing it and they're doing it better and they've been doing it longer and da-da-da-da-da-da. And we talk ourselves out of things all the time. I urge you, don't be put off because nobody else has your unique experiences and your take on the world. No one else has traveled in your shoes and done your journey. So nobody else will do it the way you do it and the way that you can. So have a good think, have a really long sit down with yourself, have a bath, go for a walk. Think about what would you do if you knew you couldn't fail? Now, the second question is, how big do I want my business to become? And I think this is an interesting question. I ask this of my clients within the first sort of session that we have when we're doing the brand foundation work, because I think it's really important to understand how big somebody wants to grow something to. Now, it could be that you want to grow a business so you employ people. Perhaps you want to be able to work in specific locations. Maybe you want to have a shop. Perhaps you have a specific income goal that you need to hit or you want to hit, or, you know, you want to go for the six figure, multiple six figure, whatever it is. Perhaps you want to buy a premises or perhaps it's something different. Perhaps, you know, you want to have an impact on the world at a larger level. Maybe you want to be seen as the expert. You want to be the guest speaker. Maybe you want to be on TV or radio. Or perhaps you just have smaller and more modest goals. They are all fine. It's just really important that we know our goals and we we know how big we actually want to build this business to be. And part of that, of knowing how big you want your business to become, has really very much to do with thinking about the kind of people that you'd want to work with and what your ideal working week or month looks like. We're going to come to that a bit later. So what do I want to be known for? This is the next question that I ask my clients. What do they want to be known for? And on the face of it, it seems like a really simple question, doesn't it? You think, well, I want to be known for being a florist or (laughs) whatever it is. You know, I want to be a life coach that people want to work with. But that's not really what I'm talking about here. 
I'm talking about what are the values that run through everything that you do. So if you can imagine that you've set up your business or you're running your business and people are talking about your business, you walk out of the room. What do you want people to say about your business when you leave that room? What's the most important thing about your business? Now, perhaps it's that you want to be the best at something. You want to be the best in the world at that one thing. Or perhaps it's that you want to have impact on people in perhaps a more charitable way. So perhaps you want to be able to work hard, earn decent money and be able to give back. It sometimes helps to think a little bit about what you're passionate about, what you read about and talk about, even you know if it's not your business currently, or what sort of are those things that really get you het up. So if you're at a, a friend's house and you're in a conversation and somebody says something, what do you feel compelled to talk about? And think about what you dislike. You know, work backwards, perhaps, from the things that you're keen to eliminate Perhaps there's something that, you know, somebody's currently doing and it's clunky, it's annoying. Maybe it's not in line with your ethics, or your values. Really think about what do you want to stand for as a business? You know, what do you want to be known for? What do you stand for? The next thing I urge people to think about is who do I want to work with or collaborate with? Now, this is an interesting one because we often do a lot of work in the Brand Foundation package around looking at competitors and sort of thinking about where your business will sit in the market compared to what's already there. This is slightly different because this is thinking about as a business, who would you like to be working with? Who are those kind of dream clients or or dream other businesses that you want to work with? And it's a case of actually listing them out. So have a think about all the businesses that you love and then have a think about what you love about them. So why would you like to work with them? If you can make a list and if you can ignore the fear, the doubts, the inner critic, ignore your imposter syndrome inside your head that's telling you that you can't do this and you can't do that, just be brave, be bold and just try to write it down and think about all of those people and businesses that you would ideally in an ideal world like to work with. Next, we're going to think about what an ideal working week or month looks like. And I'd like you to really think here about how you would like to spend your time. So it's not what you're currently doing. It's not all those extra demands that you have on your time. It's thinking about from your work perspective and your business perspective, what would an ideal working week or month look like? And it's thinking about the balance that you have with your free time and your hobbies and your families and all the things that you love to do. So I've got a quote for you. It's from Annie Dillard, and I think it's quite powerful. I'll read it to you. How we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. What we do with this hour and that one is what we are doing. A schedule defends from chaos and whim. It is a net for catching days. It is a scaffolding on which a worker can stand and labour with both hands at sections of time. A schedule is a mock-up of reason and order, willed, faked and so brought into being. It is a peace and a haven set into the wreck of time. It is a lifeboat on which you find yourself, decades later, still living. And I think that's powerful because how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. So if we have all those ideas, the kind of, oh, someday, someday ideas, and we never get round to them, we could end up old and grey on our deathbed 
wishing that we had just tried it, just gone for it. What was the worst that could happen? You know, there's nothing worse than living with regret. And I always have this sense that it's best to, better to regret something you've done than something you haven't. So let's have a think about what an ideal working week or month looks like. Obviously, we need to think about the balance between work and home time. You need to think about your children, your families, your parents. We need to think about holidays. So if you have got children, do you want to work on the holidays? Do you want to be able to take half terms, Easter, Christmas, you know, and the whole summer off? Is that completely pie in the sky? Maybe. Do people do it? Yes, they do. Can you create a business that works around those school holidays? Yes. Yes, you definitely can. Perhaps you want to give back. Perhaps you want to be able to work for a certain number of days, earning a certain amount of money, and then you'd like to be able to volunteer your time for a day, two days a week, for instance. You know, obviously we also have to think about hobbies, exercise, and then all the other stuff that has to happen, like the cooking and the cleaning. Let's have a think about what your ideal week would look like. If you get a piece of paper and you actually start to map this out, it's a really powerful exercise to kind of get to grips with what success looks like for you. You know, what would a successful week be? And what would that balance look like? And how can we strive to create some of that balance within the current business or within the business that you're setting up? What does success look like to you? How will you know when you're successful? Well, this is an interesting one. And I think this is a really important one to nail because actually, if you don't know what success looks like, how will you know when you've got there? I mean, what is it? Is it money in the bank? Do you want to be rich? Do you want to go on nice holidays? Do you want to buy a house? I mean, what does success actually look like to you? Perhaps success is, again, more modest. Perhaps it's achieving more of a balance with your family. Perhaps for you, success is not working during the school holidays. Perhaps success is being stocked in certain shops or having your name above a shop. Perhaps for you, it's being able to employ somebody or several people. Perhaps you want to grow a big team, or perhaps actually you want to grow several teams. Maybe a success is something small, like having a cleaner. We need to really unpick what success does look like to you, so that we'll understand when you've kind of got there, and what we're aiming for. And what success looks like to me, versus what success looks like to you, is going to be totally different things. And it's really, really important to make sure that we're not actually using somebody else's idea of success and kind of taking it as our own because it's not the same. We don't have the same ideas of success at all. So for me, it might be something like being able to get a monthly massage or outsourcing the bits of my life that I don't really want to. But for you, success might mean something completely different. So what does it mean? When will you stop? When will you know you've reached the place you want to get? And this is not me saying that I don't feel that you want to be continually kind of growing and reaching the next level and elevating and all that stuff. No, definitely not. But it's just having an understanding right now of what you're trying to achieve will be will, will be the thing that helps you to break down your big goals into much smaller bite-sized chunks and then into manageable actions that you can take action on in a small way every day to try and reach that goal to get there. Now success is not really about hustling. It's not about competing on price. For me, I really feel strongly that 
You need to elevate to give your clients the confidence that you can deliver, that you're the specialist. You need to stop taking on all those rubbish jobs that you know that you just aren't a good fit for or they're not a good fit for you, but actually you're just doing it for the money. Because until you can start saying no to some some of that kind of stuff, you're just going to end up with more of those clients. You're going to end up being known for that thing. And that will then become your business. And as Annie Dillard says, how we spend our days is, of course, how we spend our lives. So if you spend your days working with clients that are a bad fit for you, that undermine your confidence and don't make you feel good about what you're doing and zap your creativity, well, that's going to be your life. We need to really think about who you want to be working with. We need to put it all together and we need to end up with more of these kind of better, you know, exciting clients because that will then become your business. And I really want to stress that I have a very, very, very strong belief that it is never, ever too late. So whatever stage you're at now, whatever season you're in, just know that it is never too late to pivot, to retrain, you know, to upskill if there's certain areas that you feel that you need to upskill in. And it's never too late to elevate. So if you're running a business and it's really running you rather than you running it, then just know that it is never, ever too late to pivot and to elevate. And I've got a whole heap of fantastic, inspiring, motivational interviews coming up with women who are running businesses. A lot of them have come to their businesses later on in life. And for a lot of people, it's been a change of direction. It's been a pivot. It's been a retrain. So I hope that's given you some food for thought and a starting point for creating a vision for your business. There's so many different ways to look at this and to think about how you get going or how you pivot in your business and how you elevate. And of course, I do a lot of this work with my clients with the Brand Foundations work, which is all the stuff, is all the thinking, the creative thinking and the commercial thinking that we do before we do any of the exciting visuals, photography, logos, branding, all of that stuff. This is the kind of thought processes that come before that so that you really understand what your business is about, who it's for, who you're trying to reach. There's a whole heap of other stuff, which is your ideal client and all of this stuff that kind of comes in, which is the backbone to your business. It really is what everything is built on. It's the foundation and you can't build anything on shaky foundations. And the reason I started doing this work was because so many clients were coming to me asking me to do photography work for them. And I realized that actually they didn't have these foundations in place. So they were trying to build a house without any foundations. And of course, things were sinking really quite quickly. So we have to strip things back and have to go and start with a really solid foundation work. So if you're interested in that, have a look at my website and ping me an email. But it's been a pleasure to spend some time with you today. And I hope it's helped you a little bit to think about a vision for your business. 